welcome to the Turning 30 podcast. I'm your host, Turning 30 coach, Emma Wilson, and this is a place where we talk about what it's really like to turn 30. This week is another solo episode, giving practical coaching tips to help you feel unstuck and feel better about turning 30. Hi guys, welcome back to the Turning 30 podcast. I have a very special episode for you all today and it's actually completely off the cuff and nothing to do with what I was originally planning on recording this week and completely outside of my podcast plan which I've made for the for the next two months but sometimes we just have to go rogue and this is one of those times. So I'm going to explain to you a coaching tool called 100 Happy Things, hence the title of the podcast, Turning 30 and 100 Happy Things. And I'm going to give you a background of how I created this task and also a little nice story behind it, how my clients have found it really helpful and I use it as part of my program. And then a nice little surprise at the end. And also I'm going to give you all some homework which is going to be interactive. So I hope you're ready for what is set to be a bit of a different Turning 30 podcast experience, but I know that I'm really excited to record and I think that you're going to really enjoy it. The reason that I have decided to record this episode is because basically I kept getting signs about it. I don't know if any of you believe in signs, but a few things kept happening and I just kept being drawn back to this task and I went on a trip down memory lane with it and then thought wow this is so powerful and if I can spread the word about it and use my podcast as a tool to let as many people know then what an amazing thing to do. So turning 30 and 100 happy things is something that started many many years ago. And it is something that I've used for years in my personal life, before I was a coach, you'll understand why soon, and also a tool that I use with my clients. And I actually used it last week, I think actually it was two weeks ago now, I ran a workshop called Turning 30 and Fucking the Timelines to Live Your Own Path, excuse my language, but that's the title. And I'm actually running another workshop this Sunday, but by the time you hear this, it would have already been. But keep a lookout because it's something that's very popular and I'm probably going to be recording it um, again. And the task that I gave at the end of the workshop when I'm talking about living your own path, focusing on yourself, trying to minimize comparison is to do this task which I will explain in more detail soon. Sorry for the um, secrecy and the mystery around it. And I gave it. And when I gave my feedback form from the workshop, I received so many messages saying, wow, I love the 100 happy things task. It really changed the way I was thinking. I feel so much better. And in the same time, I've had in October six new clients start and with a couple of them I also gave them this task as part of their first session with me for homework in between and I also had wonderful feedback. So that's why I've been called to record this episode and I'm excited to tell you where this all came from. 
Let's go back to 2013. I am a lawyer at this time, living in London. It's my second year living in London, making the the big move from the north, from Manchester. And I'm working as a corporate lawyer, doing my training contract at a law firm. And I really knew in my bones from pretty much my first day at work that I didn't want to be a lawyer, I didn't feel fulfilled or aligned and something was calling me to do something else. At this time I had absolutely no idea what else it could be. Honestly, like I just knew that was it, don't want to be a lawyer, I'm going to finish my training contract. I was committed to getting to the end of it but in the meantime I set out to explore my other options and somewhere in this exploration period I came across Escape the City. So Escape the City now has grown to be something much much bigger but it was just getting started in 2013-2014 and it was run by two guys who I think were working in finance if I remember correctly and they basically wanted to leave and do a more creative jobs and a more more uh, fulfilling and just basically not have a city job and they set up on the side this organization called Escape the City which was running events for like-minded people it was basically creating a community and then it also had a blog And I think it has now become a recruitment board, like a recruitment platform for for people who want to escape the city. And there's loads of really cool jobs posted on there where you can go on and see there's different international uh, vacancies all over the world. So this they're not this isn't an affiliate link or something. They're not paying uh, paying me for this, but I thought it would be nice to explain it anyway. But anyway, back in the day in two thousand and thirteen, I stumbled across Escape the City because I would spend my days at my computer at work when I was bored and trying to avoid red penning yet another boring contract. No offense, any contract lawyers who are listening, and I came across this blog post written by a guy who. I can't remember if he'd already left or was contemplating leaving his job in a law firm, one of the big, one of the magic circle firms. And wow, I'd love to find the post actually and find out who this guy is because he has no idea. And I think this is amazing, the power of words and the power of the internet that his post really changed the course of my life and reading and understanding that somebody felt exactly the same way as me and that it was okay to speak about it and it was okay to feel that way really changed the course of my career. And I think, I don't want to obviously put it all down to one article, but I remember reading it and being completely in awe that someone was able to articulate exactly what I was feeling and exactly what I was thinking at this point in in my life. So I read this article and it led me to an event that Escape the City were running I can't remember exactly what the title was, but it was something to do with finding an alternative career and finding happiness in a new job that isn't in the city. So I'm laughing now at the thought of doing it. It was, remember, it was really exciting. I don't think I even told anybody and scurrying out of the office at like 6.30pm after a day of work 
in the city and getting on the tube and going to what felt like kind of like an underground community I guess and it was in a members club very private they only released the location in the last minute and it was in a basement somewhere in this bar and I remember going in and being like really overwhelmed it was the first time I'd ever been to a networking event alone or done anything like that alone and I remember just looking around the room being like wow there are so many people who feel this way there are so many people who also want to leave their job and I guess it's that sense of community that they created in that event that really was inspiring and you know just helpful I think having community in a time when you're feeling uncertain and unsure can always always be a a big win anyway so I digress the event itself was a talk or presentations from a few different people and the main speaker was a life coach and this was obviously six years ago now uh seven years ago sorry and you know life coaching is still quite a new field and at the time it was almost unheard of I think it was the first ever time I heard of what a life coach is and it was definitely the first time that I heard a life coach speak I don't remember the name of the coach I feel like he's called John I did try and look him up and find out who it was before I recorded this and I wasn't able to but if in between now and this being aired I will definitely put his details in the Uh, blurb for the episode because he I guess introduced me to life coaching and I just loved what he was saying and I at the time didn't realize that I was going to become a coach but I loved personal development in general and I remember just clinging on to his every word and hearing about his amazing lifestyle and he was American and he'd left the city in New York he was working in Manhattan I think as a banker and had then gone on to do his own startups and eventually become a coach and this was this young guy in his early 30s having this crazy life anyway very inspiring digressing again sorry I often go off on tangents apologies and he did this task at the end where he said I'm going to give you all a task to do I want you to write a list and I think he said 50 not 100 but 50 things that make you feel great And he wanted us to do it in terms of our career so that we could really get clear on our skills and our values and our wants. And then he offered that every list that he received on his email, he would offer some sort of free coaching on it. So being the good student and the the geek that I am, I left this club and was so inspired and full of inspiration. I actually even remember some funny things that he he asked the room why why are you here like if you can volunteer a little bit about yourselves and there must have been like 50 people there and one person put their hand up I remember it so clearly and he said because I go to work and I open my laptop and I might as well punch myself in the face 10 times per hour for eight hours before I shut my laptop and and go home and everyone just bursting out laughing and being like yep yep hear hear me too and Anyway, I went home, I did the task and I sent it to this life coach and I can't remember exactly what his advice was, but he told me to basically look down and use it to to decide what kind of job roles I'm interested in doing. So I did that. But I remember when I was doing it, just feeling the sense of contentment and positive emotion after writing a list of 50 things that made me feel good. 
And out of that was born the 100 Happy Things task. And I don't remember at what point exactly that I created this task for myself. But if we flash forward, I think another few months, someone very close to me was having a difficult time. And they just losing sight of any goodness that was going on in their life. They were feeling very low, feeling very lost. And again, at this time, I obviously wasn't a coach. I didn't start my coaching journey until 2017 and we're still back in 2013. But people naturally came to me a lot if they had these kind of problems. I've always been that friend or, you know, that person that people rely on in that way. And I remember telling her, listen, I did this task, 50 things that make you feel great or 50 things that light you up, I can't exactly remember. And I said, and it made me feel really good. Why don't you write a list of 100 things that make you feel good? And I remember she she said to me, oh, that's a lot. I can only think of like 10. And I said, just go with it. And I remember when I was writing my list, like the first 20 flowed, flowed from pen to paper. But then when I got to 30, it just felt impossible. And when you come to write your 100 happy things list, you'll find that you'll have to push through from 30 and then it will flow and then you'll get stuck at around 80. And it's always the last 20, the last 15 that are the hardest. And this happened to this person, but they did the list and it took her a while. I think it took her like the whole week just recording it down. And she said to me afterwards, wow, that felt so great. Thank you. Thank you for telling me about it. And that's where the task is born from. And I now use this all the time. Like I said, I recommend people to do it in my workshops. I recommend all my clients to do it. And I'm now going to recommend that you're going to do it. But before we get to the task, I have another story about it. The story continues. I'm, I'm telling it you chronologically. So I have my list saved in my phone, in my phone notes. And I refer back to it sometimes. You know, if you're having a bit of a low day or a low week and you want to feel better, it's nice to read a list of things that spark joy and light you up. I was approached by a friend of mine who runs, used to run, sorry, an open mic night. This was back in 2017 when I was just starting really to become a coach. And I think I'd signed up for a coaching course at this point and started coaching some clients. And I'd mentioned to her that I had this note in my phone and her open mic night was called Notes Night. And the point of Notes Night was that people stood up on the stage and they spoke about they read notes sorry from their phone notes that were written at all different random times of the day and it was supposed to be spontaneous that you would just get up on stage and read what was ever whatever was in your phone but of course that didn't happen and people prepared she asked me to speak and to read out my hundred happy things list and I won't lie to you I shot myself Sorry for the language, but that's the honest truth. I hate public speaking. It's something that I know I need to work on. And you're probably thinking, what? That doesn't add up. Emma has a podcast and she does workshops and I coach and I do group coaching sometimes. But yes, uh, as confident as I am to speak 
to people one-on-one and in small groups, I am that petrified to stand up on stage. I'm talking, you know, sweating, physiological reaction, uh, sweating, heart racing, all of the things. And my initial instinct was to stay very nicely in my comfort zone and not do it. But ever the comfort zone breaker, I said yes. And I did it. I actually took the list and I made it sound a little bit more poetic than it it was. And I changed it, chopped and changed it a little, just so that it had a certain order. And I think that I maybe reduced it slightly. I can't remember if it was 100. But anyway, the moral of the story is this 100 happy things task that I had created, or let's just say adapted from this life coach led me to standing up to my fear and going on stage. And I have to say, it was exhilarating. Terrified, my heart was in my bum probably the whole time. And I remember shaking. I'd invited my then new new boyfriend that I was recently dating to come and watch it and also a few of my close friends. And I had a few colleagues there as well. I just remember staring out to the stage and seeing all the faces looking at me and I had a really great response from it and a few people afterwards came up to me and said oh I'm going to do my 100 happy things list so that's just a really nice story something extra that happened with the list and now I'm asking all of you please do your 100 happy things list let me tell you why I think you should do it Firstly, this list is a simple reminder of how sometimes the big things that we think make us happy do make us happy. They're going to be in the list, but these are the same things as all of the the little things in life, the simple things in life that also make you happy. And when you do it, just, just go wild. Think of everything. I don't want to put words into your list, but, you know, things like, a freshly freshly washed linen, the smell of grass after it's rained outside, a steaming bowl of soup, petting a dog. You know, these are the simple pleasures. And actually, I had a, a client who did it last week and we were discussing why it made her feel so great. And she said, it's because in my head, all of the things that make me happy, I can't do because of COVID. You know, I want to travel, I want to go and visit my family, I want to go and eat in restaurants all the time and do all of these things, go to a party, and I can't do them. So I've told myself I don't feel happy. But actually, when I wrote the list, I realised that I am happy, and I can do all of these things. And then I had another client do it and told me, wow, whilst I was doing it all week, I kept realising how everything around me was available to me for happiness. And I think it's really that. It's the ability to conjure positive emotion on the spot that makes the list so useful and makes it resonate with so many people. It really does just make you feel good, especially now in a time when we're so restricted. I really recommend that you do it. And even more than just do it, I want to call for you to do the list, write it down. I recommend writing it with pen and paper, but you can also do it as a phone note, as I did, and send it to me. 
send it to my email address I'll put it in the podcast description so you can look on iTunes and Spotify at the blurb and you can see and I'll also tell you that my email address address is emma e-m-m-a at coachingwithemma.com I'm going to collect all of your responses and I'm going to do something with them I haven't decided exactly what that will be but I think I'm going to incorporate it into a page on my website and also share them on Instagram and really use this feeling of community to compile a list of all the happy things all the simple pleasures in life that can cause us to feel happy even in the most testing of times. Lastly I'm going to leave you with a reading of my 100 happy things that I read out at the open mic night. So I'm going to leave it with you. I really thank you for listening to this episode. I love the fact that this is something that I've experienced. I've created it. I've watched it change people's perception. I've watched it create positive emotions. And as a life coach, there's really nothing more that I could want from something that I'm sharing with the world. So remember to email me your lists and to share this, share it with friends, share it with family. If someone's feeling down, tell them to write the list, tell them all of the positive things it's going to make them feel and look at the list and start doing things on it every single day. So for now, goodbye and I will see you in next week's episode and here is a reading of my 100 happy things. A hundred things that make me happy. Music. Finding new and rediscovering old music. Music whilst driving. Music whilst walking and trying not to dance in public. Dancing. Dancing in public. Going crazy for no reason. Letting go. Escaping. Releasing. Singing the words wrong. Food. Chinese food. Indian food. Italian food. Home-cooked food. Fresh fruit on a hot day. Boiling hot soup on a cold day. Ice cream. Diet Coke. Crisps. Cooking, hosting, eating in good restaurants with good company. Long, leisurely meals where no one keeps track of the time. Talking, listening, discussing. Insightful conversations and figuring things out during them. Discovering, arguing, analysing, sharing. Writing, reading, books. New stories, old stories, made-up stories, true stories. Learning new things, psychology, history, geography. New languages, travelling new places new cultures, new adventures, moving my body, yoga, stretching, running, skipping, that post-exercise endorphins hit that you know is coming but you never expect. Warm, cosy bedrooms, fresh linen, candles, incense, tea, photographs, fairy lights, lip balm, face glitter, animals, especially dogs, animal rights, human rights, women's rights, black rights, gay rights, standing up for your rights, always being right. Being outside, lying in the sun, Bright blue skies, dusk pink skies, sunsets, looking at the stars on a clear night, bonfires, the sound of guitars strumming next to the bonfire, melted marshmallows, the sea, the smell of the sea, long walks by the sea, turquoise water, sun-kissed skin and salty hair, being naked, burning hot showers, candlelit baths, long naps, waking up without an alarm, nature, being in nature, bike riding, walking, Trees, forests, long winding roads and amazing views. People, open-minded people, knowledgeable people, honest people, compassionate people, interesting people, kind people, strong women, independent women, 
fearlessness, spontaneity, laughing, making other people laugh, people making me laugh, laughing uncontrollably until tears and not even remembering why, spending time with family, eating with family, laughing with family, reminiscing, friends, advising friends, loving friends, making friends, celebrating friends, friends that stay by your side no matter what. First kisses, passionate kisses, unexpected kisses. That moment when you first realise you're falling in love with someone and there's nothing you can do about it. Skin on skin, lips on lips, sex, emotional sex, wild sex, morning sex. Lying under someone's arm on their chest and hearing their heartbeat against your ear. Warm evenings, cold beers, freshly rolled joints, freedom. Feeling free and unrestricted, both emotionally and physically. Feeling high, being high, flying high when the music takes you to a place that you never knew you could go. Uncontrollable emotions, being overwhelmed, surprised, impressed and moved, feeling, doing, achieving, succeeding, appreciating, living, feeling healthy, feeling energetic, feeling loved, feeling connected, feeling valued, feeling understood. Thanks for listening, guys, and I'll see you all next week.